At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey Finally, as in years, as in Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback the last time it happened. Deontay Johnson gets in the end zone, and it ends up being the game-winning score as the Steelers beat the Titans on Thursday night football. We go over it chapter and verse in just a few moments. We also talk about a tidy little performance in the NBA last night. We'll touch on that for just a minute, but, I mean, already paying off maybe one guy in particular on some of that early rookie promise. But it's a Friday, which means wall-to-wall football. We've even categorized the games for you this week. The new quarterback games, the playoffs games, the good games, and the do-we-really-have-to games. Alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I am Chris Mack, in for Ed Egros one more day. Morning, everybody. What did we think of Thursday night football? The Steelers pulled it off. Would that have categorized as a, do we have to? Maybe not for yeah. you, Chris, but it, let's let's <laughs> pretend you're a neutral observer for a moment. Like you're not in Pittsburgh. You're not following the Steelers your right. entire life. Everything Steelers this time of year. Um, would that have fallen into that category or, or no? Yeah, if you're not a Steelers or Titans fan, if you're not in Pittsburgh or Nashville, last night's matchup is a, or, or maybe it's more of a playoffs. Uh, that category well, exists this week, too. Uh-huh. And it might for the rest of the year. We'll get into that in a second. You know, one of my main takeaways for us in, in the world we live in, man, they are so good. at th- These numbers are so darn tight. No. So, so <laughs> Pittsburgh wins by four. They close as a three-point favorite. I was on the under 37. That barely hits. Like if Pickens gets that second foot in, that's an over. These are the slimmest of margins in NFL betting. How about um, what, what oh, Spears? We talked about all yep, day. Yep. Like oh, there's an 18 and a half out there. We were talking about uh, playing <laughs> the over. That. Ends up with 18. He had that good run early, early in the game. I'm like, okay, this is good. But the number's only 18 and a half, 19 and a half. We'll be good there. It's just these numbers are are so darn tight. But you know, on the Pittsburgh front 166 rushing yards that certainly stood out the reputation for the titans is they're stout against the run we have not seen that over the last month and before it was because tart was injured well that was the second game back yesterday uh you can run on this titans team i'm not saying it's an easy matchup but it's not like they're they're stuffing they're stopping everything as far as that goes but yeah you wake up aaron pittsburgh's five and three they're the five seed in the AFC. They have the same record as the Buffalo Bills somehow. 
I love it. I love it. Uh, we were eating vanilla ice cream, and that's what our good friend of the show, Noobs, calls the Steelers. Vanilla ice cream. They're right there. Even that Derrick Henry prop. I bet it at 72 and a half. Remember the number came down. He finished with 75. Deontay Johnson, that was uh, very nice. Love to see that. Great night for me, props-wise. I'm curious, uh, Chris, because you're in Pittsburgh, what has been the overall feeling with Matt Canada uh, giving the team a little (laughs) spark, calling plays? Do you guys like him there? Because he gets slammed nationally. (laughs) But I trust Mike Tomlin, and I'm like – I don't know what's going on here. Well, look, look, the the feeling about Matt Canada for the bulk of this season was, why'd they bring this guy back again? Um, you know, you hear the fire <laughs> okay. Canada chants everywhere. I mean, literally, they're, they're, McAfee and his boys are breaking him out at, at college game day in Utah a couple of weeks ago. So there is a strong current of anti-Matt Canada feelings inside the Steelers fan base. But I'll say this, for the second week in a row, he called a good game. He did. He called a good game. The misses were on Kenny Pickett early. He missed Deontay Johnson early. He missed George Pickens early. He had Calvin Austin Jr. for what could have been a huge play, possibly a touchdown, threw it short and over the wrong shoulder. Um, So what you got last night on Steelers Nation social media, for lack of a better way to put it, was, man, maybe this quarterback really isn't it. Now, he shows up in the end again, right? I mean, it, it's wild. This this guy will yeah. play three and a half quarters of mediocre football at best, and then Kenny Pickett shows up in the fourth quarter with a game-winning drive. I don't know what to make of that, why they can't get it from him in the first three quarters. Um, but <laughs> I tell you what, Matt Canada's not going back up to the booth. Not after last night. First, first opening drive touchdown for the Steelers since last December. First one of Kenny Pickett's career. So, Matt Canada, bring your, your long underwear and your, your hoodies <laughs> and your stocking caps because you're going to be down on the sidelines the rest of the year, my man. It worked. He, as an underbetter. Even I was getting frustrated in the first half with Kenny Pickett. Like, this yeah. guy's missing by four feet. I'm like, oh, if it's not on the ground, that's a great splash play for you guys. It, it was getting annoying. And it was reminding me of the days with your QB2 right now, uh, Trubisky, oh. that I would have to deal with. And it, you know, I was wondering if you mentioned how he'll show up sometimes for a half quarter or a quarter. Have we seen the big game that people point to? Because I I know you've mentioned that there are people that are still in Pickett's camp thinking that he is the guy. Most think he is not, that you've seen enough. But many believe that he is. Have there been those big games? Because even for guys like Trubisky before the Bears even moved on, you would have a game or two to point to. Like a primetime spot where he'd go three touchdowns, no interceptions. For like two years, people talked about this Tampa Bay Buccaneers game when he had six touchdowns when they were a terrible defense. But look, he has that sort of a ceiling, and that can buy you a little extra time. You know, top of my mind, I don't remember seeing one of those. No. Have they existed? No. No, I mean, okay. you, you look at like the the Raiders game earlier this year was probably statistically the best game so far he's put on paper, which was 235 and a couple of touchdowns. That's his only, that's Kenny Pickett's only multiple touchdown pass game to this point <laughs> through now. I think we're up to 19 starts. So look, a lot of that for a long time was, oh, it's Canada. Oh, it's the offense. Oh, it's the line. Oh, it's all these things. 
because you want to give a young quarterback the benefit of the doubt, especially being in the city where he went to college. A lot more people are still willing to give him a much longer leash. But I think more fans than not have come around to, all right, maybe this isn't the guy. Maybe we can continue to give him a chance, but we know – Look, when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback for 17 years, you get a little spoiled. It happens. Mm -hmm. And Steelers fans are spoiled in that they expect whoever walks out there to be a guy that can change a game most weeks. And Kenny Pickett is not a guy who's going to change a game. He's a guy you manage a game around until that that fourth quarter shows up. And, And again, can't explain that, but for the Steelers, it works out, and they beat the Titans 20 to 16. And to your point, Joe... They've got the same bleeping record as the Buffalo Bills. I don't know how they've arrived <laughs> at five and three, but nobody that's where they, they're they're a game behind the Ravens for the division lead. And you know they've got Green Bay next week after a after a, a long you know ten days to prep, and then they'll go to Ohio for a pair of games. Cleveland and Cincy division games. Anything can happen. So you know it's not unrealistic to think we'll look up at Thanksgiving and the Steelers will have seven wins. And they'll be, you know, they'll only need three down the stretch to get into the playoffs as a wild card. No, no, there are wins on the schedule. That's what I was doing this morning. I'm like, well, Green Bay, that better be a win. Arizona's a win. New England's a win. Indy, the end of the year, after a half a season of Minshew, that's a win. You're at nine. Is Tomlin going to steal another? You better believe he's going to steal Mm -hmm. another. They're plus money this morning to make the playoffs at plus 132. If, I mean, if I'm that's... betting either thing, I'm betting on the Steelers to make the playoffs. I would not bet on them to mm-hmm. miss. I feel like that Futurama meme. Take my money. Just please. <laughs> Steelers plus money to make the playoffs right now. Take my money. Um, 132? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Aaron, you nailed it with Deontay Johnson. This is going to be something to watch. This is a sideline to the Steelers the rest of the way through. How does George Pickens handle being number two <sighs> Uh, because there's people who negative were at the game last yard. night. Negative one yard on two catches. There's people <laughs> at the game last night who were telling me he was blowing up on the sidelines at one point in the second half, and Deontay Johnson had to pull him aside and say, calm down, relax, you're going to get yours. But he's had this propensity for – he's starting to show this propensity for blow-ups and for saying things that he shouldn't say during the week, calling the Jaguars a hope <laughs> defense, things like that. It's just it's a it's a little thing to keep an eye on. We're used to it here in Pittsburgh. We're used to diva bordering on it, maniacally insane wide receivers after eight <laughs> years of Antonio Brown. It's it's something we've always got an eye towards, Aaron. Although this year there's been a trend of diva receivers complaining, and then all of a sudden their careers are taken off in the stats. AJ Brown, Diggs, Ceedee Lamb. Uh, who am I missing? Devontae Adams. Is he going to have a big, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's really interesting how these receivers whine and complain. And then all of a sudden they're getting the ball. Maybe we need to bet on Pickens next game. (laughs) That's always been the story. Uh, is is it a different, is a different conversation if Pickens gets a second foot down and he gets a touchdown last night? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think which he should have gotten that second second foot, but that's on him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's on him. He's got to know to drag that toe there. Yeah, but still, a win for the Steelers, (laughs) twenty to sixteen over the Titans. They get a long week to prepare for the Packers now, and the Titans try to. Here's the one thing I will say: the better quarterback was Will Levis last night. I, you know, his first game with the four touchdowns and the big plays, 
there was still a lot left out there, it felt like. Last night, even though they didn't end up, he didn't end up pulling it off in the end, he looked really good, guys. I mean, that that's, I feel confident going for, I've gone from, ooh, mayonnaise boy to, ooh, mayonnaise boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just get rid of the tat, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> look, as you were talking, as I realized that that would be a dumb question because it's an obvious answer, is you would flip Levis for picking for Pickett in a second. Oh, in a heartbeat. There's yeah. no doubt. You have a better idea of what Pickett is. But even though there was that loss, and it took, what, 39 passes until we got to that interception at the very end? And you could kind of feel it coming. It, it was bound to happen. And that's fine. That that was a tough environment. They, they hung in there throughout. So I, I took, you know, even though they lost last night, I thought it was overall positive. Look, the Titans have not won a road game this year. They're 0-4 on the road. That was going to be it was going to be a tough test, short week for the kid. I get all that. But I respect the organization in this sense. Yeah, the talent is lacking at a lot of places, and they're kind of going through a bit of a reset as much as you can with Vrabel as your head coach. However, making the decision, look, Willis ain't it. I know we used to hire a draft pick on Willis. He ain't it. Let's move on. Let's pull the plug. I respect that move. I can't stand it when organizations spend a high-ish pick on a QB. Well, we got to wait three years. We got to give him at least two years. Got to give him 20 to 25 starts, and then we'll uh, reconvene and have that conversation. When you know, you know. You know. And they knew he wasn't it. Doesn't mean we, we're going to quit on the guy. It doesn't mean we're going to just take the train off the tracks and say no more development here. We can keep him. Maybe he can be something, some sort of a backup spot, spot, spot start here or there, whatever. Maybe he can be something down the road. He's not going to be our QB one. So let's go get a guy. And Levis was there for the taking and they went up and they got mm-hmm. their guy. And, and we'll see the ceiling, certainly much higher than anybody else they have on the roster. Exactly. Higher than Tannehill. And it's smart that they, mm-hmm. you know, kind of let Levis learn the playbook and kind of ease him in by putting him in now, too, because he seems ready. Like you talk about how a hostile environment he was in, that defense, and he still seemed pretty confident and poised, yeah. calm, cool, collected. I'm excited. Uh, I thought this was interesting, though. The Steelers became just the 34th team in NFL history to be outgained by each of their opponents in the first eight games, but still have a winning record, according to Elias Sports Bureau. I was like, wow. Fourth worst point differential in the AFC, too, the Steelers. Yet there they are, like you said, Joe, the fifth seed in the AFC. They win tight games, and when they lose, they lose big and ugly. Um, Plenty of NFL injury news that we'll get to throughout the day, because it's all NFL, all football today. John Daigle from 4 for 4 Football in about 45 minutes. Real quick, I wanted to touch on it, though. Just a taste of Wemby against the Suns. 38 points, 10 boards. Um, This this is just a taste. He's, He's beaten the Suns twice now. He looks like that dude, Joe. Said when uh, the season started that we might look back and say, how the heck was Wemby around even money for Rookie of the Year? Well, this morning, he's minus 350. The season just started. Woo! Wow. wow. What, well, at what least a the move. number one pick is finally panning out, too. It's refreshing. <laughs> Said everyone in November. Let's check back after Christmas, maybe. <laughs> it's Ben QL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we dive full- 
full head-on into the Week 9 card. How we're looking to play some backup quarterbacks, Vikings, Falcons, Rams, Packers, Cardinals, Browns, and so much more here on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. And, of course, inside your Odyssey app, wherever you may be in the world, it's free. Download it today, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Take us with you. Whatever you're up to on this Friday as you're preparing for a huge weekend of football, Week 9 across the NFL got started last night with the Steelers holding off the Titans 20-16, to improving to 5-3. and We broke it down. Don't forget. Uh, You can always get everything you may have missed in podcast form after the show is over as well. And watch the show on twitch.tv slash betql, as well as at YouTube. Odyssey Sports is the channel. Uh, We've categorized, intrepid producer Paul has categorized our games this week. We've got good games. We've got, do we have to, games. We've got playoffs, games. And this category New quarterback games, because Mm. we've got uh, a handful that will involve backup quarterbacks or new quarterbacks. And alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I am Chris Mack. In for Ed Egros today here on BetQL Daily. Let's start in Atlanta, friends, where the Vikings are getting four. Total sits at 37. Vikings, you know, we talked to Charch yesterday. It sounds like Jaron Hall will get the start, and... It could be a break glass in case of emergency situation with Josh Dobbs on Sunday before he gets fully ingrained in the offense and takes over the following week. On the other side, in Atlanta, Desmond Ritter's been benched in favor of Taylor Heineke, which, considering how much Arthur Smith had seemingly invested in Desmond Ritter and trying to bring him along, is a little bit of a surprise to me. But Heineke just looked better than Ritter when he finally did get in there. So uh, Vikings getting four on the road at Atlanta with the quarterback situations, what they are, Joe. Um, first of all, I I like under 37. But I've gone back and forth about what to expect from this Jaron Hall. And, you know, the Vikings have no run game to speak of. The defense has started to perhaps figure some things out. But with the weapons that Atlanta has, I don't know if that's enough. Muddy's coming in on the Vikings, which I expected. That that seemed like it was a lofty number after the QB change and for both sides. And it's understandable. I find it fascinating that Arthur Smith was resistant 
no, no, ours are, are, Ritter's our guy, Ritter's our guy. In fact, that was said after the game on Sunday. And now mm-hmm. he makes the move in a game in which they're going against a backup quarterback that nobody seems to know anything about. And he makes the move at home, the one place that Ritter has actually played well for the most part. Um, so that, that's interesting. He must view this as a gotta have it game. We're four and four. They're four and four. We're, we're fighting for those last wild card spots in the NFC right now. I mean, hey, the Falcons could win a terrible division. That's certainly possible. But uh, it, it does feel like a last ditch effort kind of a deal here. And you said break glass in case of emergency on the Minnesota side. Could Atlanta do the same? What if yeah. Heineke's not what everybody's expecting? You know, Ritter at home, comfortable environment. Maybe he steps in at some point. I think there's just this assumption, okay, once you make the move on Ritter, there's no turning back. That's not the case. I I expect them to flip-flop on quarterbacks many times throughout the year. Uh, It makes sense to bet on Minnesota plus five and a half with the weapons that they have. Jaron Hall might be good enough just to get by with Hawkinson and Addison. I, I'm I'm wondering, we talked to Charge yesterday about the whole Addison thing, whether we're talking about fantasy or props and how it's going to be tough for him with the drop down in QB and also, Aaron, a very tough matchup for Addison. Now you got to go against A.J. Terrell. Not only are you dealing with the backup quarterback in Hall, now you're, you're matched up against one of the top corners in the game. So uh, I don't know about playing Addison this week. I don't know about looking at any, any sort of props. At four now, I, I, I liked Minnesota. At plus five and a half, but now we're down to four. I'm not interested. I see three and a halfs. I don't understand oh, no all the Vikings. Yeah, no I, I at five and a half, four and a half. I would consider the Vikings almost like a YOLO bet because you really don't know what you're getting from Jared Hall. So maybe it's like, right. hey, why not? I'll just take the dog here. But now I'm like. This is way too much Vikings love, considering we have no like, like we can't even sit here and pretend what that we know what Jaron Hall is going to look like, right? Like I have no idea. All I know is he's probably a downgrade from Kirk Cousins. Uh, but I, I mean, it this one's tough to figure out, and the fact that the number is coming down, I. If it's Heineke, I like the Atlanta side, but I just can't back Ritter in any way. I would only look at props probably if it's Ritter. Yeah, it's interesting. The reviews on Hall are basically what? A a little mobile, um, not the strongest arm. It it sounds very Taysom Hill-esque to me. I don't know if that's a valid Mm. comparison or not, but like uh, he's not going to win you a game. You're going to ask him to come in and not screw up. Um, which is basically what the Falcons have been doing with Ritter to this point in the season. So um, Heineke, if nothing else, I think maybe gives the Falcons a little more confidence that, hey, we're actually in this. Like, we're actually playing to win and not just playing to bring along the the young quarterback. So I don't know. The, the props is probably the way to go on this thing because of the way the spread has moved on the late money. Um, Heineke, 214 and a half yards. Hall's 192 and a half. Um, you mentioned, yeah. you guys both mentioned Addison. Addison is his prop, 45 and a half receiving yards. I mean, Hawkinson, 47 oh. and a half. Um, oh, Hawkinson, uh, th- that's, that's one I don't necessarily hate, 47 and a half. And his receptions prop is only four and a half. I got to think of Jaron Hall's looking for anybody. He's looking to find whoever is available underneath quickly. And that that spells, yeah. I would think, at least a handful of catches for Hawkinson, Joe. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a good look with the under. 37. These are two under teams. Vikings seven and one to the under on the year. Falcons six and two mm. to the under. And, and if you look at the drop down in the totals, once it became clear what this quarterback matchup was going to be, very early in the week, this was in the 40s. And now we're at 37. I don't think we're going to budge off this 37. Yeah. It would take some respected money. And the respected money is already in on the under from earlier in the week. So I don't really see this budging. It feels like this is uh, a key number for a number of games uh, on the docket this week that this, this is the new NFL. This is where we are with scoring right now in the league. If you have mediocre teams facing off, the total's going to be around 37 because the por- quarterback play is so poor. I don't have a play in the game. Like maybe in a couple contests where the line locked in five, five and a half, I would go to the Minnesota. It's only a Minnesota play for me. I cannot take the Falcons with margin. No chance. <laughs> yeah. And uh, gosh, unders on props. I'll probably look at throughout the show too, for this game. That's all I got. Yeah. In Cleveland, this is an interesting situation. The Browns are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Another, Possible backup QB versus backup QB matchup. Clayton Toon, we know, is going to get the start for the Cardinals with the trade of Dobbs. Um, P.J. Walker is ready to go for the Browns if they need him to. Deshaun Watson practiced in a pretty limited fashion yesterday. And it sounds like the decision is coming down to, do we feel like we need Deshaun Watson for this game? Do we need Deshaun Watson to knock some rust off in this game so he's ready for a couple of division matchups following that? Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Um, this is, Watson said very clearly after he came back for the Indy game, I, I, I shouldn't have done it. I need to take it more carefully next time. If I'm the Browns, I don't push it with Watson. I need him at 100% because P.J. Walker has shown that he can manage things, and especially against Arizona. Now, the number at 8.5, that's, that's too much for me, Joe. Um, I, I I'd look at props. I'd look at alt lines. I'd look at maybe a teaser in this one. This is, a, I think, a really good to be included in a teaser. If you want to tease this down to two and a half, by all means. Um, but I, I think P.J. Walker's got to be the move at quarterback for the Browns here in order to save Deshaun Watson from himself. This is exactly what the Browns defense needs. Something named a Clayton tune. Don't know what it is. Don't know what to expect from it. But this is what they need because defensively, they haven't looked like the the Browns that we know that they are. And I'm not here to question the defense at all. But, yeah, they're going to eat against Clayton, too. They're going to eat against this offense. Uh, Still, I mean, look how much things have changed since James Conner has exited this offense. They have really gone through a lot of struggles to where Dobbs looked pretty good for the first month completely fell off the table before trading him I would if he's good enough to go and I'm talking about Watson if good enough to go I would activate him but exactly what we talked about in Minnesota break glass in case of emergency if you can get by winning this game as more than a touchdown favorite against Arizona without going to Watson. And that's evident during the game. Okay, fine. Watson's active and he's not going to play. Okay, cool. But if we have to, if PJ Walker is terrible, if tune is, is surprising, I don't think it's going to happen, but if it's a surprise and you find yourself down later in the game, maybe you go to Watson and then there's that threat and the Cardinals defense is, has their concerns um, I, I would go that route. As far as laying the number, I, I know a lot of people are. I just can't. I don't trust Stefanski as a favorite. 
And the sample size is pretty large. We're talking about 31 games where he's been favored, and he's 11-20 and 20 against the spread. I mean, a lot of those are divisional matchups, tight games, but teaser, absolutely love it. Survivor, I'm going to use them as one of my two teams. They're going to be one of the two most popular picks of the week. But, but as far as laying this many points with P.J. Walker under center, I can't do it. I know Toon's on the other side, but I can't do it, Aaron. I'll be using them in Teasers and Survivor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Muted. Muted. Ah, pressure, sacks, all of it. I think the Browns defense is going to have a great game. I am just so frustrated. I cannot find Clayton Toon interception props. I keep looking Mm. and looking and looking. Post them already. Post them. Yeah, that's going to slam the over. Dare you? Okay, so what? What's the bet there? Because you know it's going to be at least minus two hundred promise you that what do you do are you betting on two oh, plus i'm gonna have to parlay yeah. it then okay parlay it <laughs> yeah maybe with something yeah. else another interception yeah. prop yeah included that's a good call included in a parlay or or it's it's at least it, it's definitely over one and a half give me over one and a half if i can find so, it um on so clayton tune picks kyler murray's off the injury report what are we doing here what's going right. on we're tanking. We're tanking, Joe. We're tanking. So we're going to do this the rest of the year. Every week. We're off the injury report, full practice, not playing. Rest of the year. The NFL is not going to step in at some point and be like, guys, come on. We can't have this. I think that they're going to have to bring him back at some point. I just think they're going to try and string it out as long as they can. Which, mm. again, tank job in the desert. Uh, real quick, Rams, Packers. Rams getting three on the road at Lambeau. Brett Rippon most likely getting the start for the Rams. Looks like they also may be without a key piece on the offensive line in Havenstein. Uh, Jordan Love for the Packers, total 38 and a half. This is another, uh, this is right on the bench, right on the border between do we have to and a new Q- QB game. Yes. Rams, though, money line. Rams, money line. Third most popular money line dog at Bed MGM this week, Joe. 
Oh, man. And I know it was touching three and a half. We're back down to three at BetMGM. Another uh, total in the in the upper 30s. I want to see the uh, the final injury report for this Rams offensive line, but I kind of like the Rams, guys. I just look at it, at, and I know there's sharp money on the Packers. That is scaring me a bit, but Jordan Love laying points. Is Jordan Love going to win a game against an NFL team uh, that does have some wide receivers? In Cup and Puka, of course, laying a field goal. So I've got to win by at least a field goal with Jordan Love right now. I don't trust it. And, and the, yeah. the other part nobody's talking about with the Packers is, yes, the Love thing is obvious, but also their defense is really bad. They're bottom 10 across the board, and they've faced a very soft schedule. And, and that's that's how life is in the NFC North. So, look, 31st in pass schedule, second easiest this year. And they're still awful. So I'm I'm fighting against it. I, I like the Rams. And if this goes to three and a half, I'm definitely in. One of my favorite plays here, I did it last week, and I, I saw it again. Jordan Love rushing yards over 12 and a half. He's gone over this five times. Most of those games, by a mile, one of them, he almost went six times. He had 12 rush yards. So over 12 and a half rush yards for Jordan Love. Rams rush defense is not that great. Eighth worst in the NFL. So I'm going to run it back with that prop. Yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on Cooper Cup props too. Uh, There's not a lot posted out there right now because they're waiting to see what the situation is at quarterback. But if it's Mm -hmm. ripping, I got to think Cup is sort of the crutch, right? The the blankie. The, that's where I'm going to go first in, in in moments of dire need. And so I would take cup receptions, depending on obviously what the number is, but that's something I'm keeping an eye out for as Friday progresses and turns into Saturday and those start to get posted. It is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. In for Eddie Gross. <laughs> Up next, some playoff curious teams, I guess we could call them. Bucks, Texans, and the Saints against the Bajancy. Mmm, interesting in New Orleans. That's up next on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Twenty minutes from now, top of the hour, John Daigle, four for four football. We talk props with him as we get you ready for the Week Nine slate across the NFL. Still got to go through some of those. Do we have to games? About an hour from now, Indy, Carolina, Washington, New England, uh, Giants, and Raiders, uh, and we're going to save plenty of time in the second and third hours for the good games. Right? We talked plenty about how this week is. Stuffed with duds, but also has a layer on top. Uh, It's like, you know what it is? It's the vanilla ice cream covered in the crunchy chocolatey crust of like a a nutty buddy or whatever they call those ice cream cones, you know? uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the the chocolate crust on the outside. The tasty chocolate crust on the outside is Dolphins, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, Eagles, and even... Seahawks, Ravens. We'll get into all those games. Um, and I'm, a, I'm an ice cream guy. I'm sorry. But first, before we do that, here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM across the BetQL network, alongside Joe and Aaron, Chris Mack, in for Ed today. Uh, let's go Bucks, Texans in Houston. 
Total at 40. Bucks getting two and a half on the road. Uh, this is... This is an interesting one because no Damian Pierce, at least it doesn't look like, hasn't practiced yet this week. We'll see how that affects things for the Texans' offense. It's back and forth all the time, whether it's a Nico Collins game or a Tank Dell game. Um, If you're looking at props, which Aaron obsessed with the Nico Collins props, which we can get into for months. For months. (laughs) I can't quit. I'm a sicko. As long as this thing stays under three, I, I think I'm on the Texans. I, I think I like them to get back on track here for C.J. Mm-hmm. Stroud to take some deep shots maybe and start to look like the guy he looked like the first month of the season, Joe. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of the few games. I guess we could make the argument that if the segment was longer, you could slot these two games that we've got coming up into the do we have to, but there are to. betting <laughs> But there are betting opportunities, right? Uh, the numbers tell us that you should consider it for a teaser. It's a low, lower total at what? What are we at? 40? Yeah, 40. And you can go through the, the three and the seven if you like the Bucks side. However, for me, the Bucks are that team that, okay, I got to remind myself, okay, you got to erase those first couple of weeks. This, this is how awful they are right now, as they are now on a three-game losing streak. They've been an under team. They're 6-1 and one to the under on the season, and the pass defense has been a problem. Not been a problem in a good way for themselves, just been a problem for them defensively. They're great against the run, terrible against the pass. So this is set up to be a C.J. Stroud bounce-back game. Over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at Stroud and said, hey, maybe that Offensive Rookie of the Year award is not locked up. There's film out there. Teams are playing better. But you know what? He's had tougher matchups for the most part. Maybe not last, last week, but overall, the matchups have been more difficult. Well, that's not the case this week. You're at home. You're going against a, a poor pass defense at the moment. You have your weapons on the outside. Dell back for the second straight week. So we assume that he's 100% at this point if he wasn't last week. And you're probably not going to have your running back. But even if you did, you don't want to run, run your, your guy that's had a tough time this year against an elite rush defense. So the only thing that I would look to guys in this one is passing slash receiving props on the Texans side. That's where I would go but I'm also not going to force it. And if I'm going teaser, yeah, Bucks kind of makes sense. But could Stroud uh, run away with this game? Yeah, it's possible. Honestly, a game that I'm just not not all that interested in while there is so many that I am. All right, what do we think about passing touchdowns? If we think C.J. Stroud is going to get back on track, over one and a half is <clears throat> plus money. You can find uh, plus 120, plus, you know, 105, 106, wherever you do your shopping. That could be intriguing. Now, obviously, a little scary. Last week, zero. Week one, zero. Um, but he's got two, four games where he's had two. I mean, I don't know if Risk, I'm... It, it risky. Should... The the offense the, the offensive script should play itself out based on where Tampa is weakest based on perhaps um, one less body in the run game that the Texans do put the game more squarely on Stroud's shoulders so that pushes me in the direction of over the one and a half I just don't mm-hmm. there, there's always the chance that what we've seen from Stroud the last few weeks is 
that sort of mid-rookie season regression that I think a lot of guys go through when the league starts to punch back a little bit. And we were talking, you mentioned Offensive Rookie of the Year, Joe. He's still the clear favorite at at minus 165, but Nakua there at 3-1. to And how about this? We kind of joked about it during the break a little bit, but Mane's boy, after his performance last night, He's 10 to 1. He's he's not if you're looking for something farther down the board, Will Levis, if you believe that what we saw last night even in a loss is something worth keeping an eye on or you want to get the 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 longer number on it, maybe. But I'm I'm more I tend Joe to be more of a believer in Stroud. Um he converted me the first month of the season into believing that that he's that dude and I still see flashes of it. I saw flashes of it last week yeah. early against Carolina. Bowls against a rookie quarterback, that's a bit concerning to me. And then Mm. part of the reason that we were wowed by Stroud were the counting stats that we were seeing early on in the season. And part of that, no interceptions. That's been a storyline that's continued. Still only has one interception on the season, but he got the counting stats. Why? Because they were trailing and he was forced to pass. And a lot of the defense was like, have at it. Okay, Indianapolis Colts, we, we know that that's an awful defense. That's when he had a game 384 yards. He had a 300-yard game against Pittsburgh uh, it, there. And then you look at the last couple of weeks, he hasn't gotten to the 200 mark. Also, the attempts are way down. Game script comes into play, but the counting stats are not there because the attempts are not there. He has not had 30 pass attempts in each of the last two games as far as touchdowns, 0 2 and one, I, I want to see it again from Stroud before I'm going to start backing him with the props. The matchup is there, but also I need to see it because it's been a few weeks. You mentioned um, the under or the total at 40. Have you thought about the under since the Bucks have been an under team? The Texans have been struggling uh, to score offensively. Would you look at that? It's a low total already. There is firepower potential, though, right? There always yeah. is. When you have Evans and Godwin on the outside, and we've seen game, big games from some of those Texans receivers and Stroud, too, there, yeah. there's a ceiling here. And, yeah, a lot of what we're saying could mean an under game. How much do you guys trust the Texas defense? I mean, Not I trust lot. them to force a mistake or two out of Baker Mayfield. Baker's sure. going bake, 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 baby. Um, it's just, it's a matter of time every week. Uh, he, he might, he might, he's, he's the opposite of Kenny Pickett. Like we talked about earlier, Baker shows up for three quarters and then disappears and does something stupid late when he's trying to do yeah. too much. Um, as for the total Aaron, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to go near it because to Joe's point, there's explosive play potential in both of these offenses and both, both defenses are susceptible to them, especially Tampa. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't like the fact that this thing, you know, could could be looking like we're right on track, and then all of a sudden we get a couple big plays and bang, we're we're cooked by the end of the third quarter. So um, let's talk okay. Bears Saints because, <laughs> well, because we have to. No, um, okay. <laughs> this is another. This is another contra- great contractually obligated to. <laughs> yes. This is another great teaser leg though. Bears getting eight and a half in New Orleans total at forty one. Um, I really like Derek Carr in this game, which uh, I'll save for later when we get an opportunity to go in the two-minute drill in the final hour. Um, whether it's seven and a half, eight and a half, it's been back and forth. Um, 
I, I could see the Saints running away with this one, but it's not something I'm comfortable enough betting on, I don't think. Uh, I'll tease yeah. it if I can. Yeah, when you say it out loud, I'm laying, laying eight and a half with Derek Carr. That's a bit of a tough putt, no matter what the matchup yeah. is. Yeah. And he's been terrible throughout his career as a favorite. His time with the Raiders, his time now with the Saints, it, it's tough and laying more than a touchdown. However, were we not saying the same thing one week ago when we had the exact same point spread in Bears Chargers on Sunday night? And what happened? The Chargers just ran away with that one. I'm not saying Carr is on the level of Herbert because he isn't. But what we did see is Eckler getting involved in the passing game. And then you have Kamara in this situation where he could get involved. He's going to get the volume. The problem since he returned from his suspension has been the efficiency there. I'm not betting Bears. This is New Orleans or nothing. Yes, obvious teaser spot. You might want to bet it now before this line goes to nine because it wouldn't surprise me if we get there. And then you're at three and you don't really want to tease it. It's a low, lower total because, yeah, New Orleans has been an under team. I'd be, I'd be wary of that one. If you go back to last year, there was this incredible run of under, under spots for Saints games. Their last two have gone over. And they have flown over. The Bears have been an over team this year because the defense is pathetic. Now, a lot of that was in, in the fields games. You got Tyson Badgett uh, once again. Yay. Great. Chris Collinsworth is telling the nation that Justin Fields needs to sit down and watch some Tyson tape so he can learn how to run this offense. Good, good, good talking points from Luke Getze. It was a strange situation <laughs> on Sunday night. Very, very, very odd stuff going on there. Uh, look, survivor play. It's a teaser spot. I'm looking at Camara props. And as far as Saints receivers, you mentioned Carr. I probably not Alave. Jalen Johnson is probably going to match up with him. That's the ex- expectation. But if you yeah. want to look to Michael Thomas for an anytime touchdown, I have no problem with that one because he's going to be matched with Tyreek Stevenson, who is just one of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, that's my handicap on this one. Uh, I won't spend much time watching it, nor should you. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at Kamara props too, rushing over 56 and a half. He's gone over that in every single game, but one. Uh, so I like that a lot. That's where I'll be looking for this game. Other than that, not really interested. Yeah. It's, this is, uh, this very well, like you said, Joe could have fit in the, do we have to, segment of today's breakdowns but again a a really nice teaser leg uh like you said get get in on it now though before it goes to nine because at that point eh, there's no point in teasing it uh you're listening to betql daily presented by bet mgm alongside joe ostrowski and aaron hawksworth i'm chris mack in for eddie grass listen to us on your odyssey app it's free download it today a-u-d-a-c-y take us with you wherever you're going whatever you're up to this weekend and watch us on twitch twitch.tv slash betql We get into some more interesting games in about 20 minutes. Dolphins, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. And coming up next, some props with John Daigle of 4 for 4 football right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.